Welcome to the Cloud Native Engineering Podcast. Today we are talking about 12-factor application principles. The 12-factor application principles are a collection of best practices for building microservices-based cloud-native applications. These factors help us build applications which are modular, scalable, and agile. These factors help us build applications which are designed to perform at web scale and provide high resiliency. These principles can be applied to cloud-native applications and are programming language and platform agnostic. Uh, the 12 factors were published in 2012 by Adam Wiggins, who is a co-founder of Heroku. This methodology basically presents a thought process on how to develop applications and is complementary to other methodologies and thought process. For example, there is a reactive manifesto which talks about how to build reactive applications. Now, let's go through the 12 factors and talk through them. The first principle is code base. 12 factor apps have the code base managed in a version control system. This principle advocates a single code base tracked in a version control system with many deployments across multiple environments. Various deploys can be generated from this code base uh, for each different environment, would be development, staging, production, and many others. If you really look at it, this particular principle looks too simplistic and nonsensical, but this principle makes you think through your version control strategies. It, it pushes you to think through about whether you're using a monorepo or a multi-repo. And this is very critical in terms of how you evolve the code base of your app. Once this decision has been made in terms of having a, co a, a repository for the code base, every developer can clone this copy of the code base to make changes or run them locally. The platform itself will pull the source code from a single repository and use this to build a single deployable unit. Individual branches or tags can be used uh, based on the branching and release strategy. However, there is no single one-size-fits-all uh, with code-based strategies. But what I have generally observed is that themes tend to move from a mono-repo to multi-repo. And this really helps in terms of being able to manage your version history, in terms of being able to deploy independently, etc. Uh, in terms of understanding, uh, monorepo is where all microservices are housed within a single repository, whereas in case of a multi-repo, each microservice and its code base are tracked in its own independent repository. Basically, what this factor or what this particular principle pushes you towards is to make sense of the fact that an app, which is a single deployable unit and its code base are closely linked to each other and managing the code base is also critical to how you deploy that particular app. The second factor is dependencies. This principle advocates that dependencies used by a code base and their versions must be explicitly declared and isolated from code. The code base should not implicitly rely on things being installed on the system or available on the system. Explicitly stating versions of these dependencies generally results in lower compatibility issues across environments. This also results in better reproducibility of issues occurring generally with specific version combinations, which can be hard to track down and debug. Now, dependencies not only include packages that the code base depends on, but it also is platforms, SDKs, etc. Package dependencies are generally managed using a manifest file and uh, a tool which ensures that the necessary dependencies are available based on the manifest file. For example, .NET uses the project file 
to state explicitly the dependencies that the code base requires and to use a SNUGET as a package manager to then download the necessary packages. Similarly, in the Java world, Maven uses the pom.xml file to specify dependencies such as library, framework, and other dependency information. So basically, this factor advocates that the, all the dependencies used by a code base must be explicitly declared and isolated from the code. Third factor is configuration. This principle states that configuration should be strictly separated from the code base and should not be checked into version control systems. Application configuration that differs across environments such as external dependencies, databases, credentials, ports, etc., are only manifested at runtime. This configuration should ideally not be hard coded in the source code, but should be externalized and dynamically modifiable from outside the application. This ensures that the application need not be modified to update configuration in order to deploy it or promote it across environments. This makes the application agnostic of the environment. This also has a side benefit of ensuring that sensitive information is not mixed in with the code. This ensures that the developer can focus on code with the necessary assurance that the appropriate configuration and credentials are available consistently across all environments. This principle also recommends the use of environment variables as a means of injecting configuration into the necessary uh, environments. Uh, environment variables, uh, apart from environment variables, tools such as console, vault, and others which enable configuration to be stored in a secure manner across environments can also be used. So this principle primarily recommends that application configuration should be stored away from the code base. The fourth factor is backing services. A backing service is any service that the application consumes over a network or a process boundary. While not part of the application itself, it is required for the application to run successfully. Databases, APIs, and other external systems that are accessed from the application are called resources. The application should be abstracted away from its external resources. These resources should be attached to the application in a loosely coupled manner. The resources should be able to be attached or detached from deployments at will. This means that your application should not cache resource information in order to achieve loose coupling. Backing services should be abstracted into individual components with clean interfaces. They should ideally be able to be replaced by different instances without any impact to the application using the application configuration principle that we discussed just now. Administrators, DevOps, or SRE members should be able to attach or detach these backing services to quickly replace uh, failing services or degraded services without the need for code changes or deployments. The next factor is called build, release, and run. This factor recommends the, that the phases of producing usable code are strictly separated. A single code base is generally taken through the build process to produce a compiled artifact. The output of this build phase is then combined with environment-specific configuration information to produce another immutable artifact called a release. Now, each release is labeled uniquely. This immutable release is then delivered to an environment and run. It could be either a development environment, a staging environment, or a production environment, etc. 
If there are issues with this particular release, it gives us the ability to audit that specific release and roll back to a previous working release. Now, all of these steps should ideally be performed by CI/CD tools provided by a platform. This ensures that the build, release, and run stages are separated and performed in a consistent manner across all environments. The next factor is called processes. Applications are run as a set of one or more processes. The processes of a 12-factor app are stateless and share nothing. All processes and components of the application must be stateless and share nothing. An application can create and consume a transient state or temporary state when handling a request or processing a transaction, but that state should be gone once a client has been provided with a response. All long-lasting state must be external to the application and should be stored in backing services or should be provided by backing services. Processes can come and go. Uh, they might scale horizontally or vertically. They are highly disposable, so you cannot depend on a process to be long-lasting. This means that anything shared among processes could also vanish, potentially causing a cascading failure. This principle is key to characteristics such as fault tolerance, resilience, scalability, and availability. The next factor is called port binding. A 12-factor app is fully self-contained and does not depend on any runtime services such as application servers, web servers, etc. to be available as a service. It is self-contained and it exposes its functionality via a protocol that best fits it, such as HTTP, MQTT, AMQP, etc., at a specific port. A 12-factor app exports a service by port binding, which means that the application interfaces the external world via an endpoint available at a specific port. This port binding can be exported and configured with the configuration principle that we discussed previously. An application using HTTP as a protocol, for example, might run on the local developer workstation at HTTP localhost port 5001. When it is promoted to staging environment, it might run at HTTP colon slash slash staging.mycompany.com slash cart at port 5000. In production, it might run at HTTP colon slash slash mycart.mycompany.com on port 80. So an application developed with exported port binding as part of the design will definitely support this environment-specific port binding without having to change any code. The next factor is concurrency. In a 12-factor app, processes are first-class citizens. Because processes are stateless and share nothing, it is much easier to scale them horizontally. Applications should scale out using this process model. Elastic scalability can definitely be achieved by scaling out horizontally. Rules can be set up to dynamically scale the number of instances of the application or the service based on load and other runtime telemetry. Stateless share-nothing processes are well positioned to take advantage of horizontal scaling and running multiple concurrent instances, allowing for unlimited scalability. The next factor is disposability. Processes are constantly being created and killed on demand. An application's processes should be disposable and allow it to be started or stopped rapidly. An application cannot scale, deploy, uh, release, or recover rapidly if it cannot start rapidly and shut down gracefully. Now, shutting down gracefully implies saving the state if necessary and releasing the allocated computing requirements. This is a key requirement due to the ephemeral nature of the cloud-native infrastructure. 
The next factor is DevProt parity. 12-factor apps are generally constructed with continuous deployment in mind. This necessitates that all environments should be maintained to be as similar as possible. This ensures that any environment-specific issues are identified as early as possible. This uh, also has implications for backing services, making it a bad idea to use lightweight versions or different versions of backing services in different environments. So this particular factor lays emphasis on ensuring that there is parity between all the various environments are right up to production. The next factor is logs. For 12-factor applications, logs should be treated as event streams. Logs are basically a sequence of events emitted from an application in a time-ordered sequence. A 12-factor app writes all of its log entries to standard out and standard error in an unbuffered manner. During runtime and production, this basically means that dealing with the log output is a configuration detail rather than an application detail. Uh, this allows for better tooling around log management and also maintains statelessness and disposability. There are lots of very robust, powerful tools to mine your logs. Tools such as uh, Elkstack, which is Elasticsearch, Logstash, and Kibana, or Splunk can be used to capture and analyze log emissions. The application itself should be decoupled from the knowledge of log storage or log processing and analysis. These logs can be directed anywhere. For example, they could be directed to a database in NoSQL, uh, to maybe another service or a file in a repository, from where they could perform log indexing analysis or maybe even to a data warehousing system for further analysis. The last factor is admin processes. Maintenance tasks such as uh, a script execution for data migration, uh, initial data seeding and cache warming should generally be automated and performed on a schedule. These should be run against a particular release and the same identical environment to the typical app environment. Now, this should also be shipped with a release for a specific code base and that particular configuration. This ensures that maintenance tasks are performed in the same environment that the application is running on. The, pr the key principle here is the ability to ship the application with the necessary maintenance tasks. These are the 12 factors. These principles are key to the design of a 12-factor app. These principles also enable us to design a scalable, fault-tolerant, and a highly resilient microservice. A good knowledge and understanding of these principles definitely help in building cloud-native applications in the best possible way. This is Pradeep Loganathan for the Cloud Native Engineering Podcast. Thanks for listening in, and until next time.